This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Wee Jimmy, James Napier. To be more like James, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler show and grow the show today. Grow the show if you know for Joe and Tom for everyone. I'll spread the word. Have you heard Joe Marla's show? Joe Marla's show. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce. Hi, <laughs> Jojo. Tommy boy, the pipes, the pipes, I call it. <laughs> How are you? Talking about pipes, Joe. Oh, um, <laughs> early doors. Not early doors talking about pipes. I'm guessing with the age of your kids, they haven't had the sex chat from school yet. Weird. That you should say this, Luciano, a couple of days ago. Yeah, how'd it assistant, go? Assistant teacher turned around to me when I picked up the kids from school. It was on the Friday. I said, oh, you'll be having some interesting chats this weekend then. And I was like, I didn't really think too much of it. And Jasper started like giggling. It's like, cool. Then got in the car. And then he mentioned about Tommy and Layla. They were talking about how babies are made. And I'm like, oh, no, he's eight. Still quite early. Then his cousin came round, Oscar, and they were playing in the hot tub. And then as they got out of the hot tub, <laughs> Jasper's jumped on top of him. No, Jasper's got Oscar on top of him. And they're just rolling around going, uh, 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 <laughs> making noises. And then Jasper's shouting, make the sperm fall out. Make the sperm <laughs> fall out. <laughs> and me and Daisy are sitting there like, what the fuck? What do we do? What, what are we saying here? And we were like, just let them crack on and not really address it yet. Presumably, your two have started having that chat now. Then a bit older, aren't they? Well, Johnsy is uh, the same age as <laughs> as Jasper, so he's had the same chat at school because it's a two form intake. One class has had the chat first, and then they've told the other class. So Johnsy, who hasn't had the chat yet, has come home and been told by his mate how it happens. 
So he's looking really pleased at himself. Yeah, Daddy, I know how you have babies. I said, what happens? And he goes, well, my friend tells me that first the man puts his winky in the woman's bottom and then they both... <laughs> And then they both do a wee together. <laughs> it's like, what they Please do? tell me you then sat him down and went, <laughs> that's not quite how you make a baby. That is uh, something else. So, <laughs> so um, like John... anal is, is what you're describing there. And then the love for piss is, is golden showers. That's also something that people enjoy partaking. There's no sex judgment here. But that is, you're not making any babies out of the anus or the piss. Good night, John. Do you sleep well? Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't correct him at all. Um, I had no wish to take any further part in that conversation, and I think I changed the subject. As I'm about to do now, Joe, because in my hand, Ooh, I'm holding some magnificent yes, socks. Yes, yes. What have I got to do to get your face on something? Well, I would be quite happy being on a pair of socks, and then maybe you could be the right foot and I could be the left foot. I tell you what, that will be my mission, to get your face on a sock for Christmas, okay? <laughs> What's a wish? I'm taking that upon myself and I will do everything in my power to get your face on a sock. Do you want right or left? Well, I'm right-footed, but that doesn't make a difference because I don't do anything with it. So <laughs> you can take the choice on this one. People could wear your face on their right or their left. They could decide when they put their socks on. Perfect. We'll, do, we'll get that sorted for Christmas. What? What ones have we got on your hands now, though? We've got the beautiful purple ones with little dots and your face, Joe, which I can actually, if I pull my hand through the sock, I can distend your face to make you really tall and thin. Look, do you prefer that, Joe, nice and tall and thin? Distend my face. Or I could pull you sideways at the ankle and make you appear like you've put on 15 stone. Yeah, see, you can have it as a mask as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you, cu if you cut the toes off and then pull it down, you could then be a robber. And just blame me for robbing <laughs> shit if you want to do that. So these are these are the socks from Stand for Socks, are they? That's the one. And they, aside from me really feeling uncomfortable about my face being on socks or anything actually, but specifically on these socks, I have to applaud Stand for Socks for the fact that every time someone buys a pair of the Joe Marler Show socks, Stand for Socks will donate an antibacterial comfortable sock to someone who is in desperate need of a pair. Yeah, it's a nice touch, Joe. And the good news is that previously these socks have only been available to pre-order. They are now available to order without the pre. You can just buy them. Go to the episode description and click the link and away you go. Jobs are good and Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. And if you would like to support the show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. For a pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes, and you will be growing the show at the same time. Right, I can see the guest with my eyes. Let's get them on now. On Joe Marler's show. Our guest today is Mark. He's a listener and he's an optician. Or is he? Dun, dun, dun. Hello, Mark. Hello. Why is Steve put or is he? Are I, you not an optician? So I am an optician. But what people think an optician is, is usually an optometrist. So you go in and have your eye test. The person that sits in the dark room with you, option one, option two, puts a lens in front of your eyes is what's called an optometrist. Whereas the building or the, the business is called an opticians and you can qualify as a dispensing optician to sell glasses, which is what I do. When you're going to see the optician, 
it's not the man in the room. Is that sorted out in your head, Joe, or made it worse? Better, worse, or the same? An optometrist? What the fuck's an optometrist? <laughs> He's the one-two guy. When was the last time you went to the opticians, Tom? About a year ago. Oh. I'm very familiar with the better, worse, or the same question. And also, Joe, when you go in, and Mark, you'll be familiar with this, even as the man doesn't do the better, worse, or the same, when you go in and there's a number of letters on a screen, um, some of which are the sort of size that you might ordinarily read, and some which are so fucking small that there is no other point in your life when you have to read a tiny letter miles away. My experience of an eye person is only from school when they used to come around and put the chart up and you'd hold one eye in front of the other, hold one hand in front of the other. <laughs> front of the other. Although that would be quite cool. Be a good trick, that wouldn't it? How do they work then? Glasses or eyes? Or no, me, me eyes. Like, eyes. All I know is that when I look at stuff, it comes in my eyes. <laughs> Technical term. <laughs> and then it goes to my brain to say that's what it looks like. How, is that as good an explanation as we're going to get? Or <laughs> I'd probably go into a bit more detail if I was talking please, to somebody in work. Do, but, so light comes out of, say, the light bulb of the sun or any light source. It will then bounce off of the object that you want to look at. It will then travel back, hit your eye. It goes through a lens in your eye and then is an image is put onto the back of your eye, which is called your retina. The retina then makes a chemical kind of response at the back of your eye, which then changes to a nerve response back to your brain, and then you see it as an image. Is it true, Mark, um, and I was told this by my friend Conker, so it may well not be true, that the image in our retinas is upside down, and then our brain flips it? What? Yeah, so... Hang on, is it... Is, fucking answer it first, sorry, I'm sorry, I jumped in there, so confused. So the front of your eye is curved, right, it's not flat, so if you look through anything that's curved, if you look, through, you know, it flips the image upside down, but because it hits your retina, the image isn't travelling along your nerves, electrical impulses are. So the brain hasn't got to flip it. It just knows. It doesn't, it doesn't reverse the image that's on there. It just kind of reads the chemical, you know, the electrical impulses. If it comes in warped, surely we should have, like, developed it to a point where we don't, it doesn't come in warped. <laughs> we don't need why to. Does it, why doesn't it just come in less warped? Well, it's not warped. It's just because it's curved, it, it reverses it. But the brain knows to just flip it up the right way so it doesn't need to so our eyes are what they're what's they're that? curved they're so is that concave what's that's concaved convex convex yeah, yeah. so if our eyes were concaved picture that for a second so your eyes actually oh went bulged backwards would we then see things backwards <laughs> upside down no you'd probably see things smaller you'd see things a lot smaller than they actually are because it would change the way that it yeah you've still got a lens inside your eye behind the front of your eye though so that does most of the work. Have you ever had someone who's come in and said, my brain has stopped reading the images properly and I live in an upside-down world? Never, no. <laughs> I might be in shortly. Um, is it true that you're born with the same eyes that we've got now? <laughs> do you don't mean you swap eyes, do you, in your life? <laughs> no, I haven't worded it right. Is it true that... So I look at my kids now. In fact, I've looked at them all the time for loads of, loads of years. I meant as babies. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere... Their eyes as babies are the same eyes they'll be when they're <laughs> 20. Wait, I haven't finished, Tom. Okay, right. As in the same size, it's just you don't see as much of it because their eyes are closed more. <laughs> no, I think your eyes are constantly getting bigger. I think they're all. Oh, so they do like, grow. They do, yeah. And especially if you're short-sighted, you can your eyes can get longer. In children, especially, their eyes can go longer. Makes you more short-sighted. Oh, it's just that image of Pixie mm. as like a one-year-old having like adult-sized eyes, but in her head. But you can't see him because the eyelids are sort of... Do you know I what heard I mean? that as well. Did you? Yeah. 
It's, no, I think it reminds me when I was But then was you little. think about it, if they've got adult-sized eyeballs in their tiny baby head, there's fuck all room for anything else. Have Maybe you ever that's seen... why they're so stupid. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Pixie, if you're listening to this, you're a stupid little one-year-old. Have you ever seen that x-ray of kids where you can see their next set of teeth just stacked up above and below their current set, all ready to drop in? When have you seen that? I can't specify the time, but I have. <laughs> I know this is outside your speciality, Mark. Have yeah. you ever seen that? I have seen the x-ray, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Not in practice, to be fair, but yeah, I have seen the x-ray. Why do people squint? I've got a couple of mates that struggle to see, and they do that a lot. They squint with their eyes. They're like, oh, I can't really. But whenever I do that, I can't fucking see anything. because you shut your eyes. Okay, whenever I just do it, but slightly open them, it's worse to see. So how does that improve? So if, if you have a prescription and need glasses, then the image that hits the back of your retina is blurry. So by squinting, you're reducing what we call the aperture, your pupil, you're reducing it down so it makes it less blurry on the back of your eye. So in tests, we can put a pinhole. If you look for a pinhole, it can actually make your vision quite a lot better. If you've Obviously, it's not very convenient walking around just with a tiny little pinhole in front of your eyes. Fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, let's put these glasses on where you've got the smallest, tiniest <laughs> hole that you can see. Mate, you'd be walking into everything. You would, yeah. But it would make that tiny little bit sharp or sharper. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make any difference whatsoever to the quality of your eyesight, Mark, what colour your eyes are? So does someone who's got brown eyes, for example, have slightly better eyesight than someone with blue eyes, or is it just random? Not so much better eyesight. That If you've got brown eyes, you've got more pigment on your iris, so you're less likely to get UV damage and things. So, you know, which... Like built-in sunglasses? Not, not really, because you've no, still got okay. a pupil, it goes in. <laughs> no, but, as, but and it is letting... Your iris, is, the idea is, is it blocks out some light. But if it's if you've got really blue, which typically you've got people that live near the equator, really hot countries, they've generally got brown eyes. People that live really far away generally have blue eyes because there's less sun intensity and less UV. Wow. I did not know that there was any correlation between eye colour and where you live. And Yeah. So, I mean, generally speaking, that's you, you'll get odd exceptions. But yeah, generally speaking, people that live in really, really hot countries have pretty dark eyes. Why in this day and age do we actually have glasses when... Like we can just operate on anything. Surely no one needs glasses or con contacts. They just go, bzz, bzz, and it's fixed. No? Glasses are cool now, aren't they? So when I first started, you'd get children crying because they needed glasses. Generally, you get kids crying now because they don't need them. You know, you see celebrities wearing cool glasses, and you see, so glasses are cool now. And how funny the world's changed, because I'm looking at you, Tom, and you definitely, definitely picked on four eyes, specky eyes, eyes specky, milk bottle bottoms, were you one of those? No, I wasn't because I used to wear glasses as a kid. Bum, bum, bum. Did you actually? Yeah, yeah. So I wear contact lenses now. What? When was this happened? Well, the thing is, because you can't see contact lenses, you're surprised, aren't you? But in our entire relationship, Joe, there has always been a contact lens or two between I've never us. seen you put one in or out. It's because we haven't slept together in the same room. You normally do it in your bathroom. <laughs> what? <so> uh... a <laughs> <bit> weird. <laughs> but next what, time you want to pop when... around to my bathroom, just knock on the door and let you in. When did you change? How old did you have glasses from? From about 10 or 11, for reading like Blackboard and stuff at school. Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and then why, why didn't you want to keep the glasses when you became an adult? Well, I do wear, I wear glasses at home if I'm not wearing the contact lenses. But the whole, this whole... Have you got them with you? Well, I've got my contact lenses in, yeah. No, your glasses? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, do you know people, Joe, who wear glasses with lenses that are just clear lenses? Yeah, there's been a few. Yeah. And I've mocked them hard for it over the years however are you now that guy i now have about three or four different sets at home of clear glasses of clear glass glasses 
just because it sometimes goes with my outfit, you know what I mean? Let's have a break there for some official sponsors. They include Desbacito, Desmond Cito. When Beth Parry met Sally. Welcome back. Andy Walker. Loose Lips Sink Ships. Sarah Jane Phipps. Under the Sea. Sebastian Shklovsky. Dan Shotton. Grant Bailey. Tom Robinson. Mustang Sally. Wenham. Darren Greenfield of Athenry. The Professor. Chris Getty. Nibble Nibble. Stuart Kibble. Rollerball. Becky Dyson, Sam Williams, Kyle Lewis, and the joystick, Ben Joyce. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, and help grow the show today. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Mark, do I see what Tom sees, and does Tom see what I see? Probably. When, well, not when he hasn't got his contact lenses in, but when he's got them in, probably, if your eyes are good, then yeah, you'll see the same things. So me and Tom are looking at you now, yep. and although we're at slightly different angles, we're looking at you. We're seeing exactly the same image. Yeah. The only difference would be if one of you was, say, if you needed glasses and didn't know about it, you wouldn't feel it was blurry, because in your mind, this is how vision should be. If you've got good eyes and you've got your contact lenses in and they're the right prescription, then yeah, you're both seeing the same. The only time it would be different if one of you was colourblind or something. Right, colourblind. Mm. Colour, is it as obvious as you don't see colour? No, it's not black and white, or very rarely is it just black and white. It's usually most commonly, you see brown instead of red and green. So you get a red-green deficiency. Yeah. So there are some people that can only see black and white? Yeah, very few. Very if, few. When people say they're colourblind, we, we generally say colour deficient. How do we know the green that we're seeing is the same green that someone else sees? Well, usually when you're picking up somebody that is colourblind, usually it's as a child and usually it's because they colour all their grass in brown or red when they're colouring as a kid. Whoa. So they're not able to differentiate between, you know, can you colour the bus in red and they pick up the green one or the brown one? They all look the same. Oh, yeah, but that's just abiding by what society's always told you what grass should be. What if that child actually decided... I'm drawing a picture of this lovely house, that typical house here yeah. that you draw, but actually I want to paint the grass as red and on fire because I want that house to burn down. And then I think they've got other issues other than <laughs> colour blindness. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you just got to be careful, like maybe there's a deeper thing to them. Right, is this right? Blinking. Yes. Why do we blink? Just, okay, so the reason we <laughs> So the reason we blink is the front surface of your eye is quite a delicate, there's quite a lot going on with the front surface of your eye. So every time you blink, you wash tears over your eyes. 
you're effectively crying, but not if that you know you're washing tears over your eyes the whole time. Always crying. Sort of. You've you've constantly got tears being pumped into your eyes, and it sort of drains out through the middle bit near your nose. So there's always tears getting washed washed across your eyes. So it keeps your vision good. It's also good for keeping bugs out and things. Your tears so and washes away rubbish in your eyes. So yeah. These eyes are crying. These eyes have no. Go on, talk, talk to me about crying. Yeah, why do we release water from our eyes when we're upset? So it's no different, really, to what you're always doing. It's just there's loads more of it, so it's an emotional response. You've got a gland on the out, upper outside corner of your eye, which pumps tears into your eyes all the time. And then when you're upset or you get hit in the nose or suddenly floods loads of them, and the drainage channel can't deal with it, so it just runs down your face. Might, not be, might not be able to answer this one, but why do we cry then? Yeah. Why not secrete water from your ears or from your armpit or something if you're upset? Why can't we just be sad without any fluid coming out of us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Is it? Does it need to be? Is it something to do with evolution? Where like a- animals and stuff, they were like, yeah. Do other I can't really cry? read whether you're upset, so I don't know give about me a sign. I'm not really an expert in animal eyes, but yeah, um, I don't know about fox yeah. crying, cow crying. I hear him screaming. Mm-hmm. Fucking foxes scream. I know they, they scream hard. They're fucking, when they have sex as well. Noisy like, bastards. They're in agony, mate. That can't be nice. <laughs> Screeting eyes. Uh, Are you a crier, Joe? I cry a lot, yeah. What makes you cry? The air. Oh. If I go too close to a fan, you know, when do, 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 and then I just stare at it like I'm an inch away, that'll make me cry a lot. D-O-I-S-O-S used to make me cry quite a lot. The Notebook. Have you ever seen Dear John? I haven't, no. With Channing Tatum, Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> Still not seen it. What? Is it a good anecdote, this one? It's not an anecdote, I was just asking. Just crying. It. Just, that made me cry. It's a cry film. Can you cry if you're dehydrated? Yes. Like, is there any point where you just, like, dust comes out? Yeah, if you're really dehydrated, your tears aren't being made as well. And when you were saying before about having your face in the fan, that's because your eyes are dry, so then your brain recognises it's dry and send loads and loads of tears all at the same time. So then that's why you then cry. Why do our eyes have to be wet then? It's kind of like a protective barrier over the front of your eye. So your cornea is really, really sensitive. So the sort of damage you can do, I've heard people like when they've scratched their oh, cornea yeah, and you yeah. go, fuck it. Whenever you get something, you're yeah. poking eye, it's agony. But to actually scratch your cornea, would you then have like a line? Yeah, you get a scar. So if, you, if you're unlucky enough to damage the set, very central bit over your pupil, you'll get a scar there and it'll ruin your vision for life. Yeah. Oh. Fucking well, I'm just trying to picture like putting a pair of glasses on and just one of them just got a scratch. Like over a bad it, pair so. of sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, would that be how it is? Is that what you see, probably. or just worse? It'd be worse because with the glasses you could look past it, whereas this would just be on your eye all the time. You can damage your eyes in loads of ways. I had a lady the other day whose baby with their really razor nails <gasps> grabbed hold of her eye, oh, took a chunk out of her eye. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and that's probably she, her vision was really bad, so it maybe heal a little bit, but her vision will be affected forever probably. Do you know how many times a year we blink? It's a great question. I reckon we blink at least every two seconds. No, hang on. What about the time we're asleep? We're not blinking when we're asleep, are we? I don't know. Do we blink when we're asleep, Mark? No, usually usually your eyes are shut. <gasps> what about those people that sleep with eyes open? That's so Scared weird. Isn't it? How do you do that? How do you do that? So weird. Can you stop looking at something with your eyes open? Uh, no, I don't think so. You're, you're, <laughs> the, the information's always going to your brain. Why don't we see the inside of our eyelids when we're asleep? But it's dark. There's no light coming. <laughs> It's because the lights are off, you tit. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I see anything in this room? Why can't I? When I walk into a completely blacked-out room, why can't I see anything? Uh, because <laughs> I fucking lie, and I'm the stupid one. You claim you were seeing your eyelids. I'm the stupid one. You're a fucking moron. <laughs>
All this time you think you've been looking at your eyelids. No, I am still looking at my eyelids because in sunny days, when I close my eyes, Mm. I can actually see the blood. I can see like, in fact, what am I doing? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of light coming through then. When we shut, let's all shut our eyes. Okay, so shut our eyes. Let's all shut our eyes and bow our heads. If you listen to this, shut your eyes. Unless you're driving, in which case, keep them open. Have a bit of peace. Ready? Dear Lord, who art in heaven, uh, thy kingdom come. I will be done. Not sure about the next bit. Anyway, so when your eyes are closed, do you see stuff moving? Do you ever see anything moving? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the circles that like go big and then small. They're like usually I see a lot of green. Like it's dark but green. Do you know what I'm saying? Have your eyes got? I've still got my eyes shut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. everyone else has. Keep going then. Oh, nice. And then can what can you see? Try and explain to me what you can see, Tom. Yeah, it's sort of a bit of yellow and red and slightly strange patterns. A few drifty bits, like little bits of dust, just swimming across. And yeah, you get little floaty bits in your vision. You get that quite a lot. Get that eyes open or shut, to be fair. But yeah. Why is it if I look uh, directly at a light or the sun, which you shouldn't do? kids if there are kids that listen to this which i fucking hope there's not (laughs) so i'm looking at it and i'm looking at it and it's quite a bright light and then when i look back at you mark i can see that bright light it's covering your face now what what's happened there so the back on your retina you've got those receptor cells when the light hits them they kind of fire and if you stare at a really intense light that it kind of bleaches them for a little while so they're constantly sending that same information to the brain so even though you're looking away from the light it's still sending to the brain as if the light's still there for a little while and then they kind of calm down and goes away. That's fascinating. As in, it's like delayed, but it's still telling you something's there, but it's not. You're not looking at that anymore. Yeah, it's like an afterimage. You only get it with a bright light. You won't really get it with anything else but because it will over-bleach the, the cells. 420,000 million per year, we blink. Do we? <laughs> Times. Right. What's this number? Four, two... Give us your pad. The number you've written is 4,200,000. So 4,200,000 times a year. That doesn't seem enough, does it? Well, I suppose you're spending half the year asleep, like you say, so that's just one long blink, isn't it? So have, I, re- have I got that wrong? <laughs> Where did you get this from? I don't know. That was from Melina Joy, the local optician in oh, really? Heathfield. Okay. They're called Melina Joy. Um, I'm interested. Can you train your eyes? There are people on the internet who will claim that you can make your eyes oh. better. And that's bullshit. <laughs> so you can't train your eyes. If you've got a problem with your eyes, you've got a problem with your eyes. And even wearing, so if you, there's this whole, you know, if you put somebody else's glasses on, it'll make your eyes worse. That won't happen either. Really? Children are a bit different. If children, children's eyes are so flexible and you can move, you can change their prescription. So if they wear glasses early enough, hopefully you can, it will mean that they don't need glasses when they're older. Not always. So it helps that. them. Yeah, it can help them. So up, up to the age of about eight or nine, you can get rid of a prescription that you, you know, so that they won't necessarily need them when they're older. Not always, but that's the hope. But with an adult, if you're short-sighted, you're short-sighted. And if it gets a bit worse, you know, in a year's time, if it's gotten worse, it might be you've worn your glasses every day. It might be you've just left them in the drawer. It's not going to change. What about the reverse? Like, if can you make your eyes worse by doing certain things like just staring at a computer screen or reading in bad light? Yeah, can they go square? You know, when they said, oh, get out of that, your eyes will go square. Square eyes is old wives' tale. Oh. Looking at a computer is a classic thing of people, if they spend a lot of time on the computer, will feel their eyes, their vision isn't as good, but that's because their eyes dry out. You don't blink as often. So you blink maybe up to six times less if you're just staring at the screen. So then your vision goes a bit funny. So we do a, something called 20, 20, 20. So every 20 minutes, take a 20-second break by looking at something 20 feet away. 
and it will help your eyes feel better. But you won't make your eyes worse by staring at the TV or sitting at the, too close to the TV or anything like that. What's 2020 vision? You know, we were talking about the numbers, uh, sorry, the letters on the chart as they get progressively smaller. Each one's given a grading. So the big one at the top has got a grading, the, the one that we want you to see. So 2020 is actually in American terms. So the first 20 is we test you at 20 feet. In the UK, we do it at six metres. Usually you've got a much smaller room with a mirror at the end. So, so it's a three metre room with a mirror. So Clever. the image is six metres away. What? Because otherwise you'd need a six metre room. Yeah, well, back it's not in the old... get a six metre room, is it? But if, if you only need a three metre room, you can get two rooms. You can get lots of them in. How have you made the room bigger? With the mirror. What do you mean with the mirror? Your image is as far as double the distance away. So when you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself as on the plane. You see yourself as behind the mirror. So if you, the letter chart is double the distance away, so you can make it six metres away. You're sitting in the chair, Joe, and you're looking three metres in front of you at the letters, except you're looking at a mirror reflecting the letters that are actually behind you. So when you look at the test chart, normally the letters are backwards, if you look straight at it, because you're looking at Fuck. a mirror. I could make my lounge bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly right. Just by putting a mirror on the wall. Yeah. You go to a restaurant, you go, oh, it looks massive in here, and actually the one wall's a mirror, and it's not that big. You could double the size of your house with judicious use of mirrors. So instead of walls, just put mirrors... I doubt the wall. estate agents would put it as double the square foot, but worth a go. You could have an infinite house if all your walls were mirrors. Imagine that. Just for a second. Every wall in your house... Close your eyes, just for a second, if you're listening. Unless you're driving. Unless you're driving. And just picture you walking into your kitchen, whatever it looks like, and instead of the walls that you've got there, you've got mirrors. Just for a second. How fucking mental would that be all the time that would be crazy oh, i want to do it would you do the floors and ceilings as well yeah our floor would be weird wouldn't uh, it why so why do we just use 2020 why oh, don't sorry, we say so, yeah. six six so we say six six in there so at six meters you're seeing the line that you should see from six meters basically so if you're six six that basically means 2020 but you can get better than that you can get six five or six four but people have heard of 2020 so in the you know when i'm testing people's contact lenses if they're seeing six six, I tell them it's twenty twenty because they've they like that. They've heard of that. Although, if, you know, if we're being pernickety about it, it's, it's three in brackets. Times three times a two, two. <laughs> a three, <laughs> a closed bracket. So yeah. sort of nice. semi cheating. Some places have six meter rooms, but most won't. The little letters chart always seems slightly like a stitch up because you always put a P next to an F. It's, <laughs> it's not stitch up. If you're guessing the letters and you happen to guess them right. I don't necessarily know that that prescription is exactly as it could be or is as good as it could be. Whereas if I make them quite difficult, so you'll sometimes double a letter on a line, so people people Sneaky. think, oh, there's, there's no way that they'll double the letter. Never so they guess that. something else. Oh, so it's different. It's not just a stand, bog standard. So old school, you used to just have the same pretty much eye chart in most places. And there's only specific letters we use. So we won't, you won't ever get an S because you can't really mistake an S for anything else. Such a stitcher. Um, whereas you always use letters that are kind of, but then you, it's, you, you know, if they're reading it, they're reading it. It's simple as that. You know, if, if your prescription is correct, you'll get it right. So it's not stitch up. It's just, right. if you can't read it, you need new glasses. <laughs> Why is it that you can't sneeze without shutting your eyes? What's that, what's that about? Would your eyes pop out? I doubt they'd pop out, but they'd probably bulge forward, which wouldn't be very comfortable. Not as in stay there, but yeah, there's quite a lot of force in a sneeze, isn't there? So I think it's just a protective thing. Is it play on to do this? Oh, what have you just done to your eye? 
Does it play on to flip your eyelids? Oh, I do that. To, I have to do that in out. practice a lot. Anybody that wears contact you, lenses, I have to do that to people. Let me just look under your eyelid. That's yeah. fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have contacts, but putting it in, fucking hell, is so hard. Like, why do... Every time I look at... I've seen people do it, and they're always looking up away from it. But then when I look up and away from it, I can't see my finger to then put <laughs> it in my eye. We've, even, we've got a lady with no arms that wears contact lenses. She puts them in with her feet. Pardon? Yeah. Because she does everything with her feet. She washes her face, she eats her food, she does everything because she's got no arms. So she crosses her legs and uses her left leg. She puts her right leg over her left knee and then lifts her left leg up and it pushes her toe towards her That's face. fucking incredible. It's, it's mental. Amazing. It's mad. It's it's incredible to watch, yeah. Presume she's a small, slender lady. She was quite slim, but then I guess if your life is you have to eat with your feet, you'd just get flexible, wouldn't you'd you? You'd get good at it. Yeah. You'd, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck it. All right, then. I'm going to just try that then. From now on, I will only ever put my contacts in using no arms and only my big toe. Do you realise as well, if you borrow her technique of feeding yourself with your feet, yet you've still got your hands and arms, you could eat twice as much in the same period. Got four limbs to shovel food in. <gasps> Maybe that's the technique to lose some weight then. If I stop using my hands to... Yeah, just use your feet. If you're as inflexible as me, you'd lose a lot of weight. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll just start eating on the floor, like, you know, lapping yeah. it up like a dog. Anyway, where the <laughs> fuck has this gone? Is it true, Mark, that the contact lens if not invented, was first thought of by Leonardo da Vinci. Apparently so. Um, I haven't asked him, but he drew it up as a kind of idea that I think he stuck his head in some water and saw that it changed the way you see things. Um, so he kind of came up with a way of doing it. But he never drew a little tiny thing that goes on your eye, but he drew the kind of initial workings of a lens on your eye or some sort of way of correcting your vision with something on your eye. But then there was some weird guy that then started gluing stuff to his eyes later uh -oh. down the line. That's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> I remember watching a program on this a number of years ago and there was a big conference full of optometrists talking about laser eye treatment and the majority of these optometrists were wearing glasses. They were the clear glass guys. Clear glass guys. Maybe. Maybe. To be honest, the thing is with laser eye surgery is for most people it goes really, really well. There are some people where it doesn't go well and they'll make you sign a form to say if you go blind then can't sue me basically and it happens so, so rarely but they can cock it up. But inevitably, it doesn't last forever. If you get laser correction today, inevitably in 10 years, that little progression will then mean you've got a reasonable prescription in 10 years again. So then you're going to need glasses or contacts again. So it's like my lid. Yeah, possibly, yeah. When I get my lid done, I'll just have to keep getting it done. Probably. Yeah. Oh, no. Right, I need a short break to rest my eyes. So here are the ads. Are there some countries or cultures where there are more people with bad eyesight? Yeah, you tend to sort of, East Asians generally are quite short-sighted as a general rule. And you get different places where they're more likely to have certain eye conditions as well. And the, the sun, does, we said earlier about sun affecting, does that affect how you see then? The only thing that can damage your eyes is UV light. That can damage, that's why it's so important to wear sunglasses. UV light can damage your eyes and it will progress on cataracts, macular degeneration, those sort of things, it will make that worse. Other than stabbing yourself in the eye, that will damage your eye, obviously. <laughs> but that's the only thing that will damage your eye. Nothing else will. So it's, it is important to block that out. Yeah. What is a cataract? Is that when your eyes go like grey? Well, sort of goes grey. You've got a lens inside your eye that you don't see, and that goes cloudy, basically. So Why? Just because you get old? Pretty much, yeah. Same as anything. Your knees get you know, knackered. Fucking it, hell. Knackered, knackered. But then the good thing is we can deal with it. We just do a cataract operation. Which involves what? Just taking that out? Yeah, so you put a bit of anaesthetic in and they cut into the side of your eye. Oh. 
suck that lens out and then put an artificial one in. You're awake? Yeah, yeah, you're Fucking hell, Mark. Don't say it so casually like that. It's really... <laughs> takes Look how... Oh, you sicko. Look how happy you are about describing <laughs> that operation. Yeah. You cut someone's eye open. I don't personally. No, no, no. I'm like, not they, qualified. They, they cut their eye open. It's a tiny, tiny little... So next, between oh. the coloured part and the white part, they kind of go in there. Oh. They liquefy it. So, oh. and yeah. you sti- can you stitch an eye back? Yeah, there's stitches that have their oh. dissolvable stitches that they, you know, because oh. you can get um, corneal grafts as well. People have got really, really bad problems with their eyes. So, like, somebody's got a really bad scar or they've had an, a really bad ulcer on their eye that you can get from incorrect contact lens wear, you can actually get corneal grafts. They take a cornea off a dead person and stick it on your eye. What? So, it's just the cornea, it's not, um, not the whole eye. Whole eye. No. So, it's like, in, have you seen seven pounds? I was thinking you know, of Minority Report. Have you seen that? What? He gets someone else's eyes. Have you seen it, Mark? I haven't seen that, no. You've seen quite a few where they have like contact lenses for, for mm. things and that that's, doesn't really work, but yeah. What's the minority report story? It's too long to explain at this point when neither of you have seen you it. You get someone else's eyes. So basically he's... eyes. It's, it's set in the, in the dystopian future and Fuck, he I is... not what the whole plot... No, but, <laughs> but the bit that I'm about to explain, clearly it has to happen in the future because he has to get rid of his own eyes and get someone else's eyes because all the security stuff, when they're trying to track him down... Like basically scans his eyes. So if he was bowling about town with his own eyes in, the bad guys would catch him. Can't he just take him out of his pocket and hold him at the scanner? It's a good point. But um, then you'll walk around with some eyes in your hand, and the the security guards will be like, "Why's yeah. that guy got a set of eyes yeah, in his hands?" Point. Just constantly. <laughs> Why do we have two eyes rather than four or eight or one? Well, one. Obviously, some people are born with no vision in one eye or they have an injury where they lose an eye or something. If you are born with it, you actually get used to it quite quickly. But if you lost one, you, you use both eyes for depth perception, call it stereopsis. So I can see that you're closer to me than Joe is because both eyes are working out the image. They can they can use that as depth, whereas one eye, it's a lot harder. It's a lot more 2D, like driving. For, I'm not suggesting you do this, but when people are driving... If they suddenly lose an eye, you can drive with just one eye. You're legally allowed to drive with just one eye, but it's the depth perception thing's a bit weird. So having three eyes would really help us, or would it? Is that what they mean by peripheral? What is peripheral? What's that? <laughs> peripheral vision. There we go. So when I'm looking at your face, that's my central vision. I can see the windows over there. I can see the cameras there, but I'm not looking directly at it. That is my peripheral vision. How can I look at you, but actually also see that this camera's there? Your retina is quite big and your the, the light is coming in, bouncing off of that camera and still entering your pupil and hitting a part of your retina. It's just not hitting the really detailed good bit. So the bit for detail is right bang in the middle. So what would have to happen for me to be able to see slightly more behind me? Is there something physical I could do to my eyes to then make me see two foot more to my left? Well, if your pupils are bigger, so if the light was right down, your pupils are bigger, it's letting more light in. Um, so that would help, but... I mean, you can't see behind you without a mirror, unfortunately. But yeah, you're not going to... You, you can't train your peripheral vision. You can't do anything, really. It's just... But if your pupils are bigger, which it would naturally be when it's darker, then you would see... You wouldn't see round corners, but you'd see more around the edge. What's tunnel vision? Is that literally where you just put your hands on the side of your face and you can only then see what you see? Yeah, there's certain eye conditions that will cause it. So glaucoma is probably the most known one, um, and that will affect your peripheral vision and make you have slightly more tunnel vision, yeah. Um, if it's untreated especially, you will lose a lot of your peripheral vision, yeah. Just trying to picture myself as a horse. I think it would suit you having eyes on the side of your head. Why do they cover the horse's eyes? Blinkers. Yeah, why do they put the blinkers on? I think so it's, it's just looking at the finish line, I guess. Oh, that's why they do it. So they're like, don't... Giving it, it tunnel vision. 
on purpose. It would probably crap itself at all the other horses, to be honest. Like, they're quite skittish, aren't they? So <laughs> all the other crap that's going on at the side might put them off. Do the eyes do exactly the same things? Or is one responsible for something and the other, like you spoke about... Oh, no, I've said the question out loud. It's so fucking stupid. Is one responsible for depth and the other one responsible for colour, or are they both No, they're both the same. the same. If you lose an eye, your colour vision will stay the same. You're, as I said, we'll lose a bit of depth perception, but that's just because you haven't got two eyes working at the same time. But, yeah, they're doing the same job. Joe, if you had to lose one of your senses, which one would you lose? Oh, my sense of pain. Is that a sense? That's touch, the, I suppose. Touch? Yeah. Oh, God. Does that mean I wouldn't be able to feel my... Uh, yep. Oh. <laughs> Sense of touch, no. I mean, that could work both ways, though. Smell would affect my taste, wouldn't it? Mm. We'll separate off smell and taste for the purposes of this question. Hang on, let's shut my eyes for a little bit. Ears. My ears. No, you wouldn't have to lose your ears, just the function of your ears. Yeah, losing them. What's it matter? I don't well, the podcast finishes, obviously. I can but still you talk. You just have to learn sign language. Why well, couldn't... Hang on. Because you can't hear what Mark might be saying, for example. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, aren't you? You bother about the smell? Yeah, fuck the smell off then. Yeah? Do you know what I mean? Easier in some ways, wouldn't it? Beer goggles. Yes. Is that actually related to the eyes, or is it just because you've got your mind pissed? I think it's just lower inhibitions. I think I, your eyes aren't affected, no. They're... Are you sure? So there's no correlation between someone not being someone that you fancy to then being someone that you fancy because you've had 10 pints. I think after 10 pints, you're more interested in what you might be doing with that person than the actual person. <laughs> Beer goggles got nothing to do with your eyes. No, I mean, it's it's not affecting your legs, but you walk wobbly, don't you? I mean, it's just your... I suppose your inhibitions are dropped. That's That would be my best. Same thing as you feel braver. You feel more invincible, don't you, after a few beers? So. What's your experience of beer goggles, Joe? Uh... <laughs> no comment. <laughs> So Salvino Darmat, <laughs> anyone heard of him? Tell me more. Salvino Darmat, Darmat, Darmat. Salvino Darmat. You don't know who Salvino Darmat is. Don't look so pleased with yourself. He's the bloke that invented glasses in is the 13th he? century. Italian. Do you remember what they used to look like? They used to be these like little wooden things that they put. You discover that you do that concave thing, put them in a little bit of wooden, and they just put them over their eyes when they're doing it. I'd, more for reading, I think. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to do that. Like a monocle. Like a chunky monocle, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you just thought, oh, there's one like that. Salvino Darmat. Why? That's quite a cool name, actually. Another fact mm. for you. And this one really struck me hard. 80%. 80. 80, that is. Mm -hmm. Case of... What's the fact? Is, uh, of all learning, comes through the eyes. What does that even mean? Do you mean 80% of all learning comes through the eyes? <laughs> learning what? <laughs> so if you say for example you were an actor yeah and you had a script to learn yeah 80% of 80% <laughs> of that script would be learnt through your eyes and the other 20% is through your hearing because you're saying it back to you so I'd be going our guest today is Mark he's a listener and he's an optician or is he our guest today is Mark and that's so 80-20 I think most actors tend to use uh, tapes, don't they, of their lines rather than read them off a script. But okay. There's no Another example, example you could give us. Yeah. If you're uh, learning to do the Cruyff uh, turn, the what's it yeah. called? Cruyff turn, yeah. Cruyff turn. What you do is you Google that, you YouTube it, and you watch someone doing it, and 80% of you watching that <laughs> is coming through your eyes. <laughs> The other 20% is... I think 100% of you watching it is coming through your eyes, isn't it? No, well, that's where you're... That's where you, That's what you think, Tom. 
but um, I was hoping our optician optometrist friend would <laughs> jump in and help me and go, yeah, that sounds believable. It wasn't a topic at uni, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, fuck. Why can't we breathe underwater? That's probably not for this episode. It's an interesting question. We can answer it if you okay, want. Okay, why can't we see underwater? So light travels through the air into our eyes in a certain way, and then when it's in water, our eyes have developed to be able to see in air. So as soon as it's in a different medium water whatever it is you can't see as well but okay. so you can still see could we then get so say we could breathe underwater mm-hmm. and then we started living underwater do you think we would then adapt to the being able to see under the water if we fuck the chlorine off out of it surely it's it's going to be fine oh, we're living in swimming pools <laughs> <laughs> instead of houses we're now in pools <laughs> okay so that's the dystopian future we live in. It certainly is. Do you think we could see... Because we're putting water on our eyes all the time. You just said we're putting tears on our eyes all the time. Our eyes like being wet. But when things like that happen and when people evolve, it comes from a, an anomaly, generally speaking, and that is an advantageous anomaly. So somebody would have to have eyes that just happen to be that they saw well underwater. So their prescription would be that when they're in water, they could see really well. And then they wouldn't get eaten by a shark because they'd be able to get away and then okay. their genes would move Who's on. Who's swimming so. pool's got sharks in? Not the swimming pool I'm going to live in. Oh, <laughs> nice. There's another fact for you. Excellent. Do you know what the fastest contracting muscle in the body is? The eye. Yes. <laughs> Have you got the problem? Because it's uh, an optician <laughs> episode. It is the eye. I should have given options. You should Fuck. Have, yeah. Oh, God, I've ruined it. And can you guess how quick it is? Uh, I will say it contracts in a thousandth of a second. Oh, slightly less impressive. It's one one hundredth okay. of a second. So how quick's that? Quicker. Quicker. What do you mean quicker? We're not timing it on anything. You're just shouting quicker at me. <laughs> but it was too long. That's too long, isn't it? Quite hard. Hang on, let me work that out. Hang on. So what do you mean it contracts? When it's really bright, your pupils get really small, so you don't want lots of light. So that's to stop us getting blinded. Sort of why, why, does it, why does it go big and then small? Like when you turn the lights on and off, why have you got love eyes? Or why do they say, yeah, oh, people with like big pupils are in love? So in the dark, you want as much light entering your eye as possible to be able to try and see something. It's like a natural response. So your pupils get really big to try and... Yeah, why does my wife... Want it to be dark all the time. That, that, <laughs> that's that, a that implies story. that she doesn't want to be able to see anything. But then in, if there is an emotional response to it as well. So if you see something you like or somebody you like, your pupils tend to get a bit bigger, yeah. Not in the same way that if you turn the lights on. Because they want to see more of that person. Oh, I don't know if that's, that's the reason. It's a nice way of thinking about it. It's but, like, yeah. I want to open up my eyes more so that I can... Really absorb all the light coming off you. I want to absorb your light. <laughs> Saber. But it would be the same as if you saw like a really nice sandwich. Your pupils would probably get bigger. Well, it's, somebody it's the only about. thing that happens with me <laughs> yeah. seeing a really nice sandwich. You ready for this test of how quick your eye muscle can contract? Uh, what are you going to do? just going to time it. What are you going to time? I've got my phone out yeah. and I'm just going to press start yeah. and then stop. Yeah. Just stop it. I mean, it's quite, seconds. quite I'm going to try and work out which one it is. Hang on. Oh... Okay, so you, you started and stopped it. It took you thirteen hundredths of a second to start and stop. Is that what we're doing on the podcast now? We're going fucking to... hell. Thirty. That was. See if you can beat that. <gasps> Eleven hundredths. Okay, on, one more. Because this is really bad. Oh my god! Hang on. I can't even. Come on. Big deep breaths. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, fuck! <laughs> the pressure came on and it went up 18. to 18. <laughs> oh, you think you're so odd? Okay. 
Three goes. That's it. Okay. This is a great part of the pod. That, Just um, here. Ready? Three, okay. two, one, go. Oh, that's terrible. And again, keep going. Reset. Yep. 23. Three, two, one, go. Oh, 13. Good. Still not PB though, is it? Did you use your thumb or your forefinger? I'm not telling you. Fucking bastard. Three, two, one. Yep. Oh! Oh, he's done. Oh, for he's fuck's sake. 800, get a load oh, of that. You're going to have to have a go just to really drag this section. Yeah, why not? My Here recommendation, Mark, would be forefinger seems quicker than the yeah, thumb. Yeah, it seems it, doesn't it? Three, two, one. Oh. Started off with 10, so we're going to go lower. good, yeah. The best opening, Mark. Oh. 11, he's drifted. 10. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Maxed out. Champ. Champ. Consistent. What a great <laughs> section of the episode that, that I'm sure Stevie will keep in. <laughs> why do we, Thank you, Steve. on that point of our pupils dilating when we're looking at someone we love, why do we look into someone's eyes? Any well, any other part of that, I mean, Joe, you may look into a different part of Daisy, I don't know, but... <laughs> what? <laughs> Please, take my wife's name out of <laughs> your motherfucking mouth! <laughs> I can sort of get how we've learned so much about human eyes, but I sat there looking at my dog the other night and people say, oh, they can only see in black and white or they can only see this far ahead of them. Or, oh, here we go, the mantis shrimp. Remember the marine oh, biologist yes, episode? Yes, yes. The mantis shrimp can see four times the amount of... Nope. <laughs> They've got four times the amount of colour receptors than humans have and they can see UV light. So all light is on a kind of spectrum. Do you know, you see that it kind of splits like a rainbow. On the blue end of the spectrum, you've just the other side of what you can see, which is the visible light, you've got ultraviolet. So it's, it kind of goes blue-violet, then ultraviolet, but you can't see that. It's outside of what our eyes can see. So it makes sense that that shrimp... Mantis shrimp. ...can see just the other end of that because it's got a wider spectrum of colour receptors. What advantage? Let's say we could suddenly, let's say we leave the studio today and a miracle has occurred and all three of us have developed the ability to see UV light. Is it helping us? I imagine it would be awful because it's... Sun, well, you'll probably be blinded because it's just constant all around us. It would be... Whereas There's in, UV light all the, all the time? Yeah, in the sun. Not in here. If we go outside, as soon as the sun was out, I imagine so we'd, we'd just, be pretty blinded. We'd be blind outside? Possibly, yeah. I mean, the thing is with the shrimp, it's underwater, so there's not a lot of light. So seeing some UV would be helpful. No advantage whatsoever? I doubt it, no. Could we ever see through things? What? Like walls? X-ray vision, do you mean? X-ray vision? Yeah. Could we ever see Oh, because that's walls? worse than your questions, is it? <laughs> <laughs> My questions are marginally <laughs> possible. X-ray vision. You want a bit... Right, just stare at that wall now. All right, not a but wall. As, as hard as you can. No. Go, can I see through that? What about a thin piece of cardboard? I don't think so, no. Okay, thank you. I just... I like to ask these questions, Joe. At least we know. Best glasses wearers in the celebrity world, Mark? Who's, whose glasses... RuPaul's great. Gokwan's kind of known for his glasses, aren't they? Obviously Elton. Elton John's glasses real or has he, has he got those fake ones? Well, back in the day, definitely they're real because you could look at the lenses, you could see his eyes are really small. So he's definitely quite short-sighted when he was younger. Nowadays, I don't know, he might have had corrective surgery and now it's just a thing that he has, but he definitely, definitely needed them early days. Ah, oh, Deirdre from uh, Corrie. Yeah. Remember hers? Yeah. Classic. Dame Edna. Dame Edna, yeah. yeah. They do glasses wear of the year. Oh, do they? they? Do like, they do, companies do them and stuff. Yeah, Is like, there a certain, look, does there has to be a rule that they're real glasses? I don't know, I don't think so. Glass. I don't think so, they're just... They should have different sections. We'll have what, a clear glass winner and we'll have an actual what's used, What's quite good is that they do it based on it, the glasses actually suiting them. It's not just some really 
fit Love Island model person with some glasses Fits on. It's their whole look. It's yeah, yeah. Like quite often, you'll get like an older person win it, or you'll get a you know just because the, the glasses really work. Why do onions make us cry? So when you cut an onion, it releases a kind of compound, you know, and it aggravates the lacrimal gland. That, lacrimal, uh, yeah. Is that the tear gland? Yeah. So, so is there a difference between tear gland and a tear duct? Yes. So a tear gland makes tears yeah. and a tear duct transports tears. Oh, okay. I'm just looking oh. deep into your eyes. You've got great eyes. Oh, thanks. Are they brown? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Quite far away and my depth perception's pretty poor. There's such twinkles in them. So I just want to break it down. The white bit is called the what? The white bit. So yeah. you've got the sclera, which is the white part. Yeah. And then you've got like a thin membrane over it called your conjunctiva. Conjunctiva. Yeah. And that's, you can get conjunctivitis yeah. in that's that bit. infection of that. Then the coloured bit, mm -hmm. what's that called? The actual coloured bit is your iris. Yeah. And then you've got like a clear bubble over the front of it called your cornea. What's the bit at the back? The retina. Retina. And that is that the back inside yeah. the eyeball? Yeah, it's like a membrane on the inside of the eyeball. And then at the back of my eyeball, I've got something attached. Whenever I see someone's eye pop out in films, yeah. they're always attached to this stringy bit. Yeah, that's the optic nerve. That's so the that's the optic the nerve, and that goes down behind your head. It sort then... of goes around the side, really. It crosses oh. over behind your eyes. Obviously, you've got one on each eye. So hang on, these, my right eye goes to the left side of yeah. my brain, yeah, yeah. left Whoa. side of my head, and my left, well, side, my left eye goes to the right side. It's a bit more complicated than that. Why are the so, eyes so fucking backwards? No, it's, it's like a protective thing. It's a bit more complicated than that. So 50% of your right eye goes around the left side, and 50% of your right eye goes to the right side. And it's to do with if you get hit on the head, yeah. you're only going to lose half of your vision. You're not going to suddenly lose all of it. Clever. You lose a bit of it. So it's like a, yeah, so that, that crossover in the middle is only 50% of it that crosses over. Who in the fuck invented this? Well, that's a bigger question. Yeah, that is quite a deep question. But yeah, but the more like sort of episodes we do on the body and your brain and everything that, what the fuck? Who made this shit? Because it is clever. It's amazing. Because you go, you, that, even that point that you go 50% thing, because in case you get knocked on the head, then you don't lose it all. You can still have this come out. And you're like, what do you believe, Mark? Um, I don't believe in higher powers, to be honest. I oh. think, um, yeah, I, we evolved to be that way. I believe that too, but I'm not sure I do. There's a doubt in your <laughs> mind now, is there? There's a doubt just from that one simple eye fact that has made me go, shh, fuck, that can't have been random. I'm not sure anybody's clever enough to think of that. To make that a thing, it must have happened naturally. I'm enjoying where this chat's gone today. Fuck. How now, would you improve the eyes, Joe? What little tweaks would I you I would make? like to have the ability to stick my head out the window when we're driving really fast on the M25, not above speed limit, obviously. Are you behind the wheel or someone else is driving? Uh, someone else is driving. And I've got my eyes open and I don't want them to cry and I don't want them to dry out. I want that ability to just have wet eyes all the time. Just wear swimming goggles, be right. He's actually nailed it. Next time I go out, I'll be putting my goggles Head out in, with in the van just so I can experience, oh, you know, like, oh. I want that experience for the rest of my face without my eyes being like, oh, fuck. What about if I offered you the opportunity to ha literally have eyes in the back of your head? Like people say, oh, it's like you've got eyes in the back of your head. What if you could literally have eyes in the back of your head? Nah. No? No, that ruins the fun. Is it as well as your own eyes? Or is it's, it? It's just double. Yeah. It's double, and you can turn them on and off like a rear view camera. So you're not constantly just looking behind you or looking at your hair if you've got hair over them. You could just access them when you wanted. Like when you go into reverse in your car, you might have a rear parking oh, okay. camera. That'd be quite useful, though, wouldn't it? They would be really useful, but I quite like the sense of surprise when someone's like trying to jump you or like creeping up behind you for some reason. 
I'd, I'd lose, you'd lose that ability, wouldn't you'd you? You'd lose that, yeah. Oh, no, in fact, no, you wouldn't, because unless you, you added a off. spider sense. Yes. Because you don't know whether to turn them on or not at the time. So if they're turned off and someone's trying to uh, mug you. Still do it. They can still do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about the idea of having like a supplementary eye on a finger? which would act as a sort of like a zoom-in camera where you could sort of point it at something. Or let's say there's a, you want to try and see under something or you, but you can't get your head low enough. Having an eye on your finger where you could just sort of have a little look under a table or something. I can't see anybody evolving to have that any time. I've just seen Joe's face and I know what use he's thinking of. <laughs> the finger eye. <laughs> <laughs> what Joe has decided to do with the finger eye when he develops it. <laughs> <laughs> the first weekend you had a finger eye, you wouldn't leave the house, would you? <laughs> I want a finger eye so bad. I just want a finger eye. You've had your finger eye for 10 minutes. You've got an eye infection already. (laughs) (laughs) I just want it. Have you got, we got a couple more minutes. Have you got, uh, (laughs) got any weird um, contact lens stories? If you leave them in overnight, why do they? Why are they sore the next day? Is it, why is that? People are gross with contact lenses. Often they don't do what they. I mean, they come to me for them, they come to the expert for it, and then they just totally ignore what you say. So you're not supposed to sleep in contact lenses, really. There are some that are, you can do it, but even still, you're at higher risk. But if you sleep in contact lenses that aren't designed for it, you can get things like eye ulcers, so like very similar to a mouth ulcer, but on your cornea. Yeah, oh. agony. absolute agony. Um, if you get a bad enough one, you're blind if it's right in the middle. So, Tom, you need contacts. Mm. You take them out at night, do you? Mm-hmm. I come around your house, and I'm a stranger, so I'm not me. Okay. So, okay, someone else not comes you. around your house. Yeah. So not me. <laughs> they break in, and they start burgling your place. Yeah. yeah. And then they come upstairs to try and uh, strap you up and not kidnap you. Yeah. Worthless. True. Just tie you up so they could nick more of your... Bikes Worthless stuff, yeah. And shit. No, you've got nice bikes, haven't you? Yeah. And what's the address? And um, you, you've got no contacts in because mm. you have to take them out at night because that's what the expert has said. And then you can't see. So you're there like there. You're trying to bat away. They've nicked Murph. They've put the kids in the back of the van. And if you had the ability to see with those contacts in, you'd have been able to stop that or at least attempt. Number one, I like how as you put that scenario to me, you shut your eyes. <laughs> literally what I thought create the illusion in your head of being sightless so <laughs> wouldn't you prefer to be able to have your contacts in at night yes just for that thing I would equally I've got the glasses on the bedside table so it's the work of a moment yeah, bam but bam in that moment you haven't got time to think you don't want to there's not a second to waste and I've just seen oh, in fact you're quite fast at it you've got to put that and you could then end up poking yourself in the eye by doing it too quickly putting the glasses on you're right, Joe, but I would almost flip that around and say it's an, I think contact lenses are miraculous. They just seem incredible to me that you could put this very, very thin, sort of rubbery, flexible thing in your What are eye. they made out of? Silicon, mostly. They've got a lot of water in them, but the newest, the best ones have got silicon in them, mostly. They seem miraculous to me that you can just pop these. So I've popped mine in this morning, mm. whatever time it was, half seven, and I won't think about them until I take them out at whatever time it is we get home after recording these shows. And... It's given me perfect vision. You can't see them. I don't feel them. They just sit there doing this job. It's amazing. What's weird about contacts as well in this country, so in the UK, only about 11% of glasses wearers also wear contacts, whereas in America, it's more like 60%. Yeah, very, very few. I think people get confused that you you wear them pretty full-time by the sounds of things. People get sort of think that, oh, no, I'm quite happy in my glasses, but there's always something that you do that contacts will be better for. sport is so handy. Yeah. If I'm going swimming... Yeah. 
the, although you're not supposed to swim in contact lenses. Go yes! On. Oh, yeah. What about with goggles? What type of contact lenses? Are they daily ones that you bin? Fortnightly. Or do you wash? Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to swim in those. Hmm. Oh. That's the end of that particular yeah. pursuit that I enjoy. Hold up, yeah. so hang on, you can get fortnightly, fortnightly ones? Yeah. And daily ones? Yeah. Sure, that's a fucking waste, isn't it? Well, daily's pretty much uh, the best for your eyes as far as health, and because you're putting a sterile fresh one in every day, you're not having to rely oh. on cleaning it and stuff. Not good for the world, though, is it? Where are you mining that silicon from? Well, you say that, with a monthly or a two-weekly one, you've still got to put it in a plastic case, which also isn't recyclable, so it's not much better for the world. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people change two monthlies thinking it's better to the, for the world, but it's actually not really, to be honest. Oh. And you can recycle contact lenses now. As what? They get made into kids' playground stuff and things, like plastic. You can plastic. make a kid's playground out of a contact lens. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> be a massive it's a fucking tiny, tiny. tiny. It must be so hard to make. Just, ah. <laughs> and no one can go on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've made, hey kids, I've made this uh, playground for Thanks, you. Thanks dad. Out of a uh, contact lens. Let's do that. Can't <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> the playground for ads. <laughs> so good. Tom, have you got any more questions? Those are all my questions. That is a lovely way to end <laughs> this episode of Absolute Nonsense. But thank you so much for coming on, Mark. It's been brilliant. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. Good man. Do you know what I was wondering as we did that? What is your favourite song about seeing? Right, okay, I've got one. And then when I do it, you do your one. Ready? Well, hang on, what would you mean? Like Mallet's Mallet, where you're going to do one, then I do another one? Don't or? understand the reference. Okay. Just, I go, oh, you right. go. Okay. I go, you go. It's like... Different song, same song? Different song. Okay. It's like a song off until right. you okay. stop. Yeah. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. I see you, baby. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. I hear the drizzle of the rain on my window. I see it on my window. <laughs> I see, see the drizzle of the rain. Yeah, it's like all going, motherfucker. Soften the warm, continuing. My roof and walls. So I feel we should do more songs about seeing next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. You know this, for a pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes and you'll be growing the show at exactly the same time. If you would like another podcast to listen to in the meantime, let Joe and I recommend We Didn't Start the Fire. It's a history podcast, but not like any history podcast you've ever heard before. It's based on a Billy Joel song. It's all the reasons why the world today is as it is. Joe, who's on next week? We've got a groundskeeper on next week. Bye. <laughs> Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.